Uh, hello everyone and welcome to the first ever Only One Hotspur podcast. Um, I'm Joe and I'm joined here today with Wes. Um, we are going to be talking all things Tottenham. Uh, um, obviously giving you a little insight into what we're going to do. It's all things Tottenham based. Um, that can be transfers, everything. But today... Um, as it is a year anniversary of the Champions League final, forget about the result for a minute. Um, we're going to talk about that um, because me and Wes both have slightly different stories about it. Um, because one one of us was lucky enough to actually have a ticket, while the other one was um, still in Madrid but in some dodgy club. Um, so Wes. How about you start off telling us about your journey a little bit and go from there? Right. So, first of all, um, big thank you, Joe, for setting this all up um, and, and whatnot. Um, in terms of journeys to Madrid, um, I guess um, it wasn't the most glamorous of, um, of journeys, um, having to get on a coach um, with, with my dad for... For thirty hours, um, you know, obviously after the after the um, the semi final against Ajax, you know, in my head I was adamant, you know, I'm going to Madrid and there was nobody stopping me um, stopping me going. Um, but you know, you you speak to family and sort of common sense um, sort of takes over, unfortunately. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it was it was one of those, and um, like I said, I ended up going on the coach um, from London, Victoria, leaving a, a stupid o'clock in in the morning um like i say 30 hour 30 hours and then you know getting into madrid nice and early i think it was like six o'clock in the morning um so nothing was nothing was open um madrid was a bit of a ghost town but um you know we actually got dropped off pretty much outside the the wonder metropolitano um and whatnot so we were like oh this is brilliant um but i actually think we got dropped off at the liverpool end um, which was fairly strange, fairly strange. I think people were sort of wondering why that was. Um, and still to this day, I don't, don't particularly know why. Um, so yeah, then, um, met up with, um, or got to know somebody who'd gone out on his own, um, a guy called Matt, who, who lives in, in Northampton, um, and stuff like that. So yeah, we got given the Metro passes, um, as well, cause I was the lucky one that got the ticket um to to the final um so yeah we got metro passes given to us as well by um by the club and, and things like that so yeah we just sort of had a bit of a bit of a wander around um got on the metro to the Bernabeu had a bit of a walk around there um and, and everything else um did bump into um a particular fan who I don't think I can really repeat what he ended up doing but you know fair to say he definitely had nerves of steel to pull off um to pull off what he what he did do oh, the suit guy yeah i can't really say go into too much detail <laughs> on it unfortunately i'd love to be able to but i think that's a conversation for for perhaps another time um so yeah like i say ended up meeting him and then got back um into sort of central part of madrid where in and around where the fan zone was not too far um so you know i had a bit of a bite to eat um, checked in with my mum because she was wondering where where we were, what we were up to, and if we got there safe and everything. Um, mum doing a mum thing, I guess, and, and making sure that we were all all right. Um, but no, yeah, we were all pretty sound. Um, and yeah, like I say, I had a bit of a bite to eat um, and everything. And and yeah, went, headed over to the fan zone um, and it was just carnage out there. Honestly, it was just bodies everywhere. Um and you know people singing and then met up with your good self um oh, that's like, that's your highlight wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> um and then bumped into a couple of other people as well that i um that i knew from um university who'd made the trip out there managed to stay in like a villa or something but hadn't got tickets and and, and everything so yeah and then met up with some people that sit behind um me and my dad at, at spurs as well um, and yeah, just sort of tried to soak up a bit of the atmosphere from from the day and and everything. But I I know your um, journey was fairly similar to to Madrid as well, was it not? 
Yeah, it, it was to be fair. Um, we went from Liverpool Street though, um, around the same sort of time. It was silly o'clock. Um, I think I caught the first train out of Leighton Buzzard. I was like about three o'clock in the morning, got there, got myself a Mackey breakfast, happy days, um, waiting for my coach. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I was absolutely buzzing when I saw my coach. As I think I told you, it was a proper luxury coach. Um, I was thinking, oh my, I've, I've hit jackpot here. But about 20 hours in or whatever, well not even 20, about 10 hours in, you're thinking, yeah, it's not exactly that much better. Because still not the most comfortable situation to be in, is it, being on that coach. And even though I was one of the first ones on the coach, I didn't think about where I sat in particular that well. Because I, uh, I sat next to the bog. Um, Brilliant. So, so obviously there's a lot of people drinking. And uh, so there's a lot of people using that bog. And uh, that after quite a few hours, it started to smell quite bad. Um, but um, yeah, it's it crazy. Um, and obviously when we got out there, I think we arrived a little bit later than you. Um, I think the first thing I done was go straight to the fan zone, got a pint at about nine o'clock in the morning. Um, as you do, to, as you, you do. Know, it's, got, it's got to be done. Um, then I think I met you quite quite soon after, to be fair. Um, obviously in the fan zone, which unreal. Like, obviously I didn't have a ticket. So that was sort of the reason why I went out there for the atmosphere, to be with all the Tottenham fans. Like, who, it, it, it was unreal. Um, and obviously my mine was a bit different when it got closer to the game. So obviously when you started to go off to, to the game, lucky, um, I I went to meet the people who I was with on a coach who I met on the coach and they were at this bar and the best bar I've ever been to in my life. They'd done drinks for like one fifty. Like how how can you complain? Um then then into like this little club um, it was really weird because it was just all metal as you sort of went in. It was like you was going into a spaceship to be honest with you. Um, then you went down into the club and it was insane atmosphere up until kickoff um, in there. Just songs galore, singing every Tottenham song in the book um, and it was, it was just amazing. Um, obviously when we separated uh, at the fan zone, your your route to to the ground, what were your sort of feelings on the game coming up? Uh, um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, as you mentioned there, we, we did sort of separate and go our different ways after being in the uh, in the fan zone for quite a bit of quite a bit of time. And, um, you know, we managed to get something to eat as well in the fan zone, which was actually quite nice. Um, and yeah, I just remember just, bodies everywhere like literally everywhere everywhere you'd, like you'd turn and there was just somebody there like and there was just somebody else there or um remember some people turning up i think they had like norwich city kits yeah i've, I've um, got a photo of that still on my phone <laughs> and i saw that earlier so, on memories i was like oh yeah <laughs> that was um that was a bit random um but yeah i mean that was that was still quite good crack but yeah in terms of separating and, and you know us going our, our different ways it was um you know decided to get to the ground fairly like really early just because of you know it's it, it was it's an occasion I think you know in it you want to try and soak it and take it all in as much as you can I think um but no like getting getting on the um on the metro again and you know following loads and loads of Spurs fans singing on the metro um, again, like you mentioned uh, uh, just now about going through the full repertoire of songs, that's literally what was what was going on, um, you know, on the Metro and um, and things like that. I was starting a few of them off. Um, I do have a tendency to I do have a tendency to start off a good uh, a good Spurs song. Um, so yeah, no, that was that was that, and it was just one of those things that it was, you know, you you just sort of speaking to other people. Um, not only like on the way there, but in the fan zone. And it's just like, I don't think many people could actually believe that Tottenham Hotspur, little old Tottenham, were in a Champions League final. And I think the way that we got there as well, it was just, you know, I'm sure as most people know, it was the most incredible journey 
um, for us to get there. But yeah, you know, we we got in. Um, you know, we're walking walking up towards the ground. You know, you see all the um, all the marketing stuff. You know, the banners with the two teams on it. You has your way for Champions League final on it, Madrid, all that kind of thing. You, you know, as you keep walking, it gets a bit. You get a bit closer to it. You know, the excitement builds up. Um, getting through a couple of levels of security. You know, the police are there with the guns, and you're thinking, oh, this could go anyway here. Um, so, but no, thankfully we got. We both got for I think some it might have been me actually. I had a problem with my ticket because they oh. use these pens, these sort of like um I want they like highlight of bingo pens kind of thing to mark your the ticket oh. to see if it oh. was a fake. Um and I think they, I they a, do that with like money, don't they? They've got the pens for money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But no, I think I had a problem with mine and I was thinking, Oh god <laughs> no, like no, please, I've made I've trek 30 hours for this like <laughs> no not now not to like um but no got got through and yeah just um got a couple of pictures with my dad outside the grounds um and yeah walked in um so we went with um matt who who i mentioned earlier that we met and he was in a different part of the ground so we sort of separated off found a point that we'd meet up back up with again after the game and um yeah just got in um and then there was like, as you got in, it was kind of, it was fairly strange because you got into the ground and then there was like a nut, like a massive bit kind of outside um, the ground. And then, you know, there was like different sort of concession stands, but you didn't really, they weren't really noticeable. It wasn't really, you know, sign written or anything like that, like they are perhaps in, in British stadiums and stadia. Um, so now we just got in, made sure we got program and, and and that and yeah took our seats and just soaked it all in really and i think the the thing that got me with the with the stadium was that i think it was my that was my first real sort of experience of watching tottenham away if you like in a european country i've never been to a, a european away day um before so yeah, that was a that was something that was ticked off. But I think as well, like inside the ground, you know, like at, say for example at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, you know, in the in that south stand, you've got the the different programs from games gone by and, and things like that on the walls. There's nothing. There was literally nothing on the walls. I don't know if that's the stadium, what it's like usually for an Atletico Madrid match day, or or anything else. I don't know if we were in what you would probably class as the away end from my from my view I was quite high up and and, and things like that up in the gods as uh, as we like to say um so yeah but there was nothing like on the walls or anything it was it was almost like the um concrete it was just concrete like and that was that and like, it was it was very plain very boring really but and it felt it did feel a bit weird sitting on a red seat as well because you know, us, us Spurs fans <laughs> we don't red. do reds yeah we don't do reds so um yeah that did feel a bit weird but no just like I say trying to take in the whole atmosphere and the whole game and and things like that but you know I guess it was a bit of a bit of a contrast being in a, a small small venue that you was in yeah um it, it really was because obviously where um, we was it was literally only a to only Tottenham fans allowed. Um, I think they were only serving certain drinks as well, um, because I think they thought right, just get stuff that's easy because just easy to give across the bar as well. The only thing that I can remember drinking was Budweiser, and I don't even like that. And um, we bought that in bulk, <laughs> um, <laughs> but the the atmosphere in there. It was just um, just unreal, and I've never really felt anything like that. Um, the closest I probably have was when I went to Barcelona. Well, Barcelona away when I was um, in the home end, but isn't away day. Um, the same, but you just can't put words on the experience. I don't think. Like I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I mean, I was. I was very, very lucky and fortunate to be able to do it with my dad, who I go to Spurs with pretty much all the time. And it was just one of those things. It was, I mean, the experience itself was just unbelievable and amazing and all of those types of, of words. But I think just to do it 
with my dad was just that extra that extra special um because yeah. you know don't get me wrong i've not had i've not got loads and loads of pictures or videos or anything from the day but the ones i have got i just it's just like i say a special a special special memory that and all right we as we all know the the result didn't didn't go our way and, and everything but the whole experience and the whole day i think you know that's that's something that um no one's going to be able to take away from from me really or any spurs fan that that made the trip out i don't think anyone's going to going to begrudge them the fact that you know they've made it they at least made it out there like there were so many people that didn't have tickets but they were just there a bit like yourself just for the experience and the atmosphere of of just be it was just one of those things that you know you spoke to people in the fan zone and just said look I just had to come I just had to be here um, yeah. spent an absolute fortune doing it <laughs> bless them but <laughs> you know they they did it and and that was the that was the thing and you know so I, I had I think as well the Europa League final was in the midweek um out in out in Baku um, and I couldn't have wished it on to better teams really to have a more awkward place to to get to but I had the discussion with some people afterwards in the you know in the couple of days leading up to the final and it was like if it was Spurs in Baku we'd have sold it like oh. we'd have sold it 100% people would have just found a way to do it just like they did for for Madrid, um, yeah, things like that. Yeah, that, that's definitely true because, like, say if we ever get to another European final, wherever it is, I will always try and get, get a ticket. Um, even if it is in Baku, like, you have to get, I don't know, what, what would it have to get? Like, planes, buses, trains, probably yeah. have to get like, Royal Navy boats as well, for crying out loud. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy, but um, yeah. Like for me, as soon as that final whistle went um, in Amsterdam, I was right. I need to find a place, but I need to find a way to get there. Um, and the person I actually watched the Amsterdam game with, we um, we thought, oh, how are we going to get there? Flights. We literally looked at flights straight off because that's the obvious. We're like that's not happening. And um, we then we, was, we then even talked about hiring a car. And driving um, and stuff like that. Obviously, that didn't happen. We didn't even end up going out in the end. Um, I think, you know, we had a, a family and everything. So uh, I don't think his, uh, his missus would have been too happy. Um, but I, I, I found a way to, to do it. I actually left on my brother's birthday as well. Um, so I didn't even get to wish him a happy birthday. So I left the house about quarter to three in the morning. Um, but he forgave me. He, he knew he knew the circumstances, um, but it, it was unreal. But I, I guess we're getting on to the game now, and I guess we have to talk about it a little bit. And we don't have to get um, get far into the game for well for, for the game to be done in a way, really, do we? Well, no, it was a bit of a bit of a strange feeling um sort of being in the ground and you know lots of different things going on pre-match and and everything um and finding out the team news as well that was um that was an interesting one I think but you know before then I was seeing you know loads of different bits from UEFA what they were doing like in the build-up to to the final they'd done the esports thing and I know two people that um that commentate on on the esports stuff, so I think they had like those guys were on um, as well on the on the big screens, and I think they had like Yaya Toure doing something as well. Um, but no, like finding out the team news and finding out that Harry Kane was starting, um, I think was a was a big thing. Um, I actually thought it was a boost to us that he was fit because um, I think if you talk about Tottenham especially re in recent years you talk about Tottenham the next person or the next thing that usually comes alongside it is Harry Kane um so yeah I was glad that he was starting and when you when you see that he's starting you think we've got a chance um and, and things like that so yeah that was um that was interesting to to see that um and to see it all come through obviously unfortunate for Lucas Moura um for him starting on the bench but you know for me it was I was a firm believer that because I, you know, you had a lot of questions from different people throughout the day of 
is Kane going to start? Should he start? And, and my stance was if he's got any chance of playing, he must play. Because, like I say, you speak about Tottenham, usually Harry Kane is usually the next thing that, that people speak about afterwards. And for me, he's probably Tottenham's best player. So, you know, you're going into a cup final and you've got to have your best players in your, in a cup final. Um, yeah. So it would be a bit strange if Kane wasn't playing. I know he didn't particularly play much towards the end of the season, if if not at all, um, and whatnot. But like I say, it's a cup final, and you know you need your best players for a cup final and and things like that. It, yeah, it's unfortunate on Lucas. You know, obviously no one can can forget his his heroics. You know, the hat trick in in Amsterdam and everything else, but. Yeah, like I say, for me, it was one of those where if Harry Kane's fit, he, he plays. And um, I don't particularly get this argument of that Tottenham are a better team without Harry Kane. Um, <laughs> I don't get where that's come from, like, at all. Um, but, yeah, no, so we've gone from the team news and, you know, coming out in the um, tracksuit tops and everyone, and, like, they did look smart, I must admit. Um, and then I think a lot of people are going, oh, they'll probably be next season's ones and everything else. And um, I think there was a slight murmur that we might be playing in next season's, like, i.e. this season's kit in the final. Obviously, we didn't. Um, just the, the regular kit that we'd had that, throughout that season. And, um, yeah, I must admit, it was just a sense of pride seeing seeing the, my team out there. Um, obviously, did the the minute silence for Jose Antonio Reyes, um, who unfortunately passed away on on the day. Um, and I must say, even though he was ex-Arsenal, Spurs fans observed that impeccably um, and everything else. Um, so yeah, I think there was. Um, I think they played "You'll Never Walk Alone" um, as well in the sort of lead up to to kick off and. There was one person. There was one Liverpool fan not too far away from from where I was, and you know, I was. You'd probably argue I was in the stronghold Tottenham end. I wasn't in the neutral bit or or anything. So I was pretty much firmly in the Tottenham end, and somehow a Liverpool fan had got uh, got himself in there and and whatnot, and he stood up and started singing "Never Walk Alone," and people like Spurs fans booing over the top of it. Um, and everything, um, and yeah, there was a few people having a bit of a go at this particular guy because he'd managed to somehow get in the Tottenham end, um, and and things like that. So, so yeah, and then obviously the the game kicked off, and and 23 seconds later, Musa Sissoko decides to. I, to this day, I'm still not 100 percent sure what he's doing. Um, but the thing was, everyone was singing his name very loud, very proud um, in the fan zone and and whatnot before the game and, and things like that um and then 23 seconds later he um i'm not saying he cost us the the final i'm not saying it's var that's cost us the final but um yeah it was just oh, it's just that and it oh. yeah I, I i know exactly what you mean um I, i'm the same i still to this day don't know what he's what he's thinking there um i'd love to meet him and ask him. I think that would be the first question I would ask him. I said, oh, Musa, what was you doing? <laughs> because but, the, um... the thing for me is that wasn't particularly, I don't think Trippier was really overloaded no. on, on, that, on that particular side. So Sissoko's, I guess, I'm guessing, is going out to try and double up. But yeah, don't sort of put your hand up, put your hand up in the air and try and direct traffic in the middle of Madrid. It's just no, it's just no need for it really um <laughs> like but no it was a yeah it was a strange one i think you know v, we did i know loads of spurs fans were were going for like var var everything like that and um i think we was my dad was wondering like what's what's happening and i said he's given the penalty he's got to he's and my dad's like what for i said well i don't really know because no i don't think anybody in the ground really knew what it was for until you sort of see the replays afterwards and then yeah you know Spurs fans are going off a bit harsh or you know it's hit his hit his side or something and and things like that. But no it was it was once it had been cleared by VAR and it was given the the whole stadium just went like the whole Tottenham end should I say not the whole stadium because half of them are Liverpool fans <laughs> but you know you can imagine you know one side of the ground is is 
rejoicing in the others, you know, head in hands and and things like that. And you know, I remember going off on a mad a bit of a mad one and sort of saying to my dad, like, you know, because it was that sense of we'd worked so hard to get there and the journey that we'd had, and it was just it was almost as if it was gone inside thirty seconds. Yeah. And that is probably the that, most painful bit of the whole, because if it, I mean, listen, we all know Origi goes on and scores in the 90th minute to sort of seal it for them. But you know, if as I know, it's all if buts and maybes. But you know, it's it's just one of those. If perhaps that hadn't have happened, or it wasn't given, you don't know the dynamic and how the game would have gone, or anything like that. But yeah, it was just one of those where it, I think you can accept it a little bit more if it was later on in the game. But because it was so early, it was a bit yeah. like... It sort of kills it. It did, but, you know, Salah sticks away the penalty and, and everything else. And like I say, inside the ground was, was very, you know, a lot of Spurs fans, heads in hands and annoyed, frustrated. Um, probably the best two words I could probably use um, for to describe the feeling in the Tottenham <laughs> end. I don't know what it was like uh, where you were. It... <sighs> It was um, just just didn't. It is so hard to put into words because um, everyone literally that that first twenty seconds, everyone was buzzing, and then it's gone. Um, everyone's like, hold up, um, he's given a penalty. But obviously, where we was, we were seeing all the replays, um, and then people I sort of stood with were like, oh no, they're gonna. Oh, overturn that that's it in the armpit you know it's probably got bo on it let alone his hand um and then the next thing you know it just literally i remember it so clear i was like that's being overturned that's certainly being overturned next thing it's literally salah standing over the ball at a penalty spot i'm like oh it's not <laughs> and um and then as soon as you see him standing over it he he was never missing that. Um, not after what had happened to him personally the year before. Um, he was always going to score that penalty. Um, and he absolutely smashed it, didn't he? He did not yeah. leave anything. Um, obviously, straight down the middle. But I, I think that was, to be fair to him, that's probably the smartest smartest way to do a penalty that early on in the game. Because the goalkeeper is going to be want to be a hero, well, a hero that early on, isn't he? So he's going to want to make a save. So he's thinking, oh, what way shall I dive? He's like, right, he's going to dive because he wants to be the hero, but straight down the middle. Mm. Um, but after, after that, for about five, I can't quite remember how long it was, but felt like ages. The whole place just went a bit dead. Um, just because, I, th I think, as you said, we've worked so hard to get to the final and it just felt like it'd been ripped away from us um, you know uh, and, and it's just crazy to think it was that early on in the game um, I'll, t I'll tell you what though I do give give the ref credit on one part definitely had um, a lot of mental strength to give that penalty um, that early on in the game in, in that big of a game um, but it, it did sort of change probably the way Liverpool would have played. Because um, I, I was talking to a Liverpool fan the other day who, who actually travelled out there. Mm -hmm. um, and what he said was that made, the, you know, that set Liverpool in the way to win it because they could then play in a certain way. They didn't then have to be as open. Um, so then, obviously, then we as a team having to try and score. Um, so that that just set the tempo of the game. Yeah, I think as well. On. I think as well. Liverpool's game management in the game, in-game management, was one of the best that I think I've I've seen. Um, yeah, I think they'd learned a lot. Learned a lot of lessons from the year before playing Real Madrid. <laughs> they'd learned yeah. a lot in just terms of like we've got the lead. You're going to play the game at, at our pace. Um, and you're, you know, we're going to take our time over free kicks, throw-ins, um, and and everything else. So, yeah, I think, like I say, the game management was was second to none. It was it was superb, and and that's probably what saw them through 
through the final and that, you know, for the neutral, you know, it's been dubbed one of the, the worst Champions League finals. Um, and I think, I'm not saying that's uh, that's the reason why, because, you know, Liverpool had every right to to do it. You know, they're 1-0 up. They don't need to go chasing the game. They've got the lead, everything else. Um, and we we weren't really a team that could really go and really take the game to a, a top side like Liverpool. I, I think we'd, I think our league form had, you know, we'd struggled massively just to, you know, even in some games, string three passes together, um, <laughs> let alone try and, let alone try and break teams down. So I, I don't know if it, that was something that potentially performance analysts had, you know, had looked at and gone, look, if we get a goal early, um, you know, we've pretty much got it. Just sit in, be patient, and then we'll get an opportunity and get the second goal. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I don't know if there was a bit of a pattern there, but I know for sure that, you know, we definitely struggled, um, like I say, breaking teams down. And that was another that was another um, example of that. Um, but I must say as well, I thought Harry Winks that night was, was outstanding. Um, and I thought he put in a really, really good performance um as well yeah i i agree with that um obviously on harry wink's part obviously me and you are both massive fans of him um obviously there's some people who who aren't don't know why um i'd love i'd love to know why um but the, the thing is obviously liverpool did then play in that certain way as we've said and I'm, ne- I'm not saying that's anything bad because if that had happened say if we had gone 1-0 up we both of us would want to play probably in a similar way if it meant getting a win 100% I don't think I'd, exactly um, so you look at that and you don't have any there's, there's nothing wrong with that at all um, I don't want to be getting pelted by Liverpool fans for saying that because fair play you know you've won the game you've won the Champions League final um, but I think I've, as I've said to a few people before as well that them being in the final the year before I think that was the biggest part of that game because um, they'd been there the year before they were determined to win that yeah no 100% 100% like I say they'd learned so many lessons from the year before playing Real Madrid, um, and there was definitely a sense of you could almost sense it amongst the players for Liverpool that there was unfinished business on their part, and you know they came with a with a certain game plan, and and it, it definitely worked. Um, it definitely worked for them, um, and and whatnot. So yeah, like I say, I yeah. wouldn't, you know, like you said, I wouldn't if it happened to Spurs and we went one nil up that early. Um, chances are, I would have, I would have a hundred percent wanted us to just see the game out. Um, but yeah. knowing, knowing Spurs as we do, we'd have probably, uh, <laughs> probably conceded a late goal or, or something like that. So um, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we would, we would have seen it out to the 90th minute, but then they would have scored two. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so yeah, that was, I would say, slightly frustrating because we didn't have. I don't think Ericsson particularly stepped up in in that particular game, and he's one that usually knits things together for as he links play from deep, moving up the pitch, um, and and things like that. He can potentially come up with a a long range shot on like he has done, like he did do on many occasions, and you know it flies in, it flies into a corner and everything else. But yeah, it was it underwhelming it was an underwhelming sort of performance I think from from Spurs and but then you know when it does go when the game dynamic changes after 30 seconds you know it it can be difficult but then people sort of I think loads of Spurs fans like were hoping and and everything else they were keeping the faith and saying look there's plenty of time here we've in effect got 90 minutes um let's <laughs> you know let's more, more than that yeah let's see what um what we can do but you know like unfortunately it wasn't for us on on that particular day but um yeah i don't i think the game itself was 
a bit frustrating from, and I think it will always frustrate Spurs fans talking about it because of the way that, you know, as we've mentioned, it's all the hype, the build-up, the excitement, the anticipation, um, the the, the effort, coach ride. Yeah, the effort to to get out there, and <laughs> it's it's all gone inside inside thirty seconds, and it was just that oh, brilliant. Here we go. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the atmosphere was like in the in where you was. Um, I know you mentioned that it went a bit dead for for a little while, but was there like a sense of you know we still got time, we can potentially do it or? Yeah, um, there, there was, to be fair. As soon as like, it sort of wore off, and it took about five, five, ten minutes, as I said, probably closer to the five. Um, after that, everyone started singing again. Trying, We was almost trying to get behind the team, even though we weren't in the ground, Like, if that makes sense. We were singing non-stop, and we were singing non-stop until um, a really scored the second. Um, and then as soon as that happened, there was tears, there was just silence. Um, and I, I waited and because how many minutes were added on three or four, but whatever it was, I think I waited until about five seconds until that was about to go. And I thought, I cannot see Liverpool celebrate here. Um, and I, I walked out, but as I walked out, because it was like a little room, there's a room, and it sort of went out to the stairs. And there's already a man sitting on the stairs, sobbing his eyes out on the stairs. Bless him. And I was just like, I was just like, I completely feel how you feel. Um, then I started walking down the streets of um, of Madrid. Not going to lie, I was crying as well. <laughs> um, I think, um, not really knowing where I was going, I just wanted to get out of that place. I didn't really want to see Liverpool celebrating. Um, but then, obviously, there was Liverpool fans who didn't have tickets as well, and they'd come out into the street for the opposite reason, to uh, celebrate. But I have to admit, most every Liverpool fan but one that day who I bumped into was really good. Um, even before the game, um, you know, I think there were, there's a lot of talk about, oh, there could be trouble because both sort of sets of fans sort of know each other. There's games in England, but there's nothing like that. I think we both sort of respected this is all English final. This is great for the country. It's great advocate for the Premier League. Um, even when we stopped um, at one of the service stations on the way up, there's Liverpool battle pulled in after us. After we finished slating Liverpool fans for the way they acted, um, getting off the coach, um, we just spoke about football, about how great it was. Um, yeah, after the game, but Liverpool fans actually came up. Oh no, you know, you guys actually did play well. You were the better team in the game. But you know, I had stuff like that being said. Yeah, um, and, and on that, on that as up. well, on that as well. Like I don't know about you, but you know, people had obviously seen that I I was going and, and everything else, and I was getting messages um, going like you know, brilliant that you're going out and everything else. And then when I was out there, they were like, look, enjoy, enjoy the day. Um, you know, may the best team win and all of this kind of thing. And I'm going, this is really <laughs> weird. Can you, can you give me some, like a bit of stick? Cause that's what I'm used to. Um, I'm not used to like it being nice. Um, and that was the, that was the weird feeling. And then, you know, even after the game, bumping into, to Liverpool fans and, you know, getting loads and loads of messages afterwards going like, look, unlucky, mate, um, you're a better team, uh, everything else, you know, it's just not your time right now. You know, this was us a year ago. Don't worry. You're on to something good. Um, Potch is the man. Like, you're going to come back stronger um, and, and everything else. And again, it was really, really weird because you just lost a, a final and... And you people know, actually find, supportive. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There was other people that were taking the mick a little bit and going like, "Oh, as if as if Wes has gone all that way to watch his team lose and and everything yeah. else." But you know, and people going like, "Oh, what you do it?" Like, I think there was people saying like, giving me a bit of stick and stuff like that. And I just replied to them and said like, "What you what you doing?" I said, "Look, I'm in the ground. Like, 
clapping clapping my team um, and, and things like that. So I did stay for a little bit after the game, um, after it had all finished. Um, was obviously gutted, um, you know, hugged my dad a little bit, and he just we just sort of went. We just had that father son moment of like, uh, I know. I know, um, yeah. but yeah, it was just, it was gutted really, but like I say, it, the experience and the whole day is, is, you know, something that no one's ever going to be able to take away from me. You know, I've seen my team in a, in a Champions League final, like when... I get much better than that. No, obviously winning it would probably be the... The only, the only thing. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so yeah, that was, that's the only time I think as well that I've seen Spurs in like a cup final. So I haven't haven't yeah. been able to go to League Cup finals when we've got there or FA Cup, even semi-finals. Um, you know, I've not been able to go. So again, that that was probably what made it that that extra that extra special. But yeah, it was a it was a strange feeling coming out of the the ground and receiving all these messages and stuff because I'm not used to it. And, and like I say, I'm used to people giving it giving it large, um, giving it large. when <laughs> when they've beaten us. So. Um, yeah, it was like I say, it was a, that was a strange feeling because like you see that somebody's messaging you and you go like, oh right, what do these lot want? And then you see the that type of message, and I must admit, Liverpool fans, the ones that I know are generally all right, generally all right. Yeah. I must admit, um, but yeah, that one was um, that one was a a strange one, and you know, even even one of my really really good mates who's a who's a Liverpool fan, I just, I was just hoping and praying that we would win just so I could just give it to him both barrels. Um, and, <laughs> but he, he was very quiet. And I said like, are you all right? Like, and he was like, yeah, mate, I'm fine. Like, listen, I've, I know what it's been, what it's like to be on the receiving end of it on the other end, because, you know, it was us a year ago. So I was like, yeah, but you've just won your sixth European cup. Like, come on. Um, so but yeah, no, I must have, I must admit, like like coming out, there was a few uh, Liverpool fans that had quite a lot to drink, um, and in a celebratory mood and and things like that as well. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, like I say, by and large, Liverpool fans that you know they've received messages from and everything like that, they're, they're good people first and foremost, um, which which helps um, and and stuff like that. But yeah, no, like I say, the messages that I got were it was actually quite touching and I think that's what made it a bit more emotional was those was those messages I don't know I don't know how if you felt similar about it um yeah I, I remember a certain certain few messages um I remember one of my good mates um he isn't even a Liverpool fan he's a Chelsea fan he messaged me um and I told him you know maybe not as politely but to go away yeah. Um, just quite, quite, quite bluntly. Then he just put laughing faces and then, then left it. Um, because I think he knew it was just, yeah, give, give him a bit, then he can take a bit of banter. But I just, um, then I was, I was talking to a few people after, um, like, and yeah, you know, they were more consoling me because I was in absolute state. Um, but, you know, it was it was all it was it was all right. After a while, I think after I was on the coach and on the way home, I think I then began to realise again. No, you know, we got there. I'm proud of this team. Um, I always was proud, you know. And if I was in the ground as well, there wouldn't have been a chance of me leaving. Um, like obviously, I didn't really, I didn't miss any of the game. I literally left as they blew the full time whistle, just so yeah. I couldn't see. Um, and I think that is a bit different if you're in the ground. I would have stayed, clapped the players. Like, yeah, and I think as well, like being being in the ground and you know players coming over and clapping, and then Trippier sort of going yeah. in a little bit and, and shaking hands. And I just saw, I, I it was at that point then I knew that Trippier was leaving. It almost felt like a goodbye from from Trips. Um, and subsequently, the uh, the ground is now his uh, his home ground every week um, or every yeah. other week, and then. Got some slight revenge on on Liverpool because he was part of the Atletico side that that knocked them out, and obviously Llorente yeah. got a little bit of revenge, scoring the winner against them for Napoli in the 
in the Champions League as well. So, you know, glad those boys got um got, <laughs> got some revenge. It's just the others that have um have been left out, I'm afraid. Um but yeah, no, that was uh that was the point again that I knew that um that Trippier was was off. I, it just had that feeling of a goodbye and that was that was his last game yeah. and um and he'd already put his bet on there, hadn't he? <laughs> yeah, apparently, yeah. Um so but yeah, no, like I say it was um that was you know, you're coming out of it. You, you know, you would, like you said, always be proud to be a, to be a Spurs fan. You know, I wouldn't support any other club. I don't think. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was a gutting experience, and then it turned into a bit of an emotional one because of, of all the, uh, all the other bits that went along with it afterwards. But I think the funny, thing or the strange thing is that if we'd have won that, if we'd have won it, that neither of us would have been able to go and see the trophy parade because we'd have been on the way back yeah. from actually going out to Madrid, you know, for you to experience it and for me to actually be at the game. Like It's kind of strange knowing that, yes, I was in the ground, I was at the game, but if we'd have won it, I wouldn't have seen the trophy parade back at, towards, the, towards the stadium. That's crazy, I know, because that, that was one of the worries, what I had. Um, obviously, didn't come to it, um, <laughs> but that that was one of the things. And I'm not going to lie, when when the Liverpool parade started to happen, I looked at my phone. I thought, right, put that down for a few few hours. Um, we just played cards, um, but that that would have been weird because I'd have known people who'd have gone. Like my brother probably would have gone. Um, even well, this that, is this they, is the thing as well. So my mum and my mum's friend. Um, who, who lives actually in Tottenham, they had my sort of tickets because we got um, tickets for the live screening just in case we didn't, we didn't get them for the, the actual final because um, that would have probably been perhaps the next best thing, um, I would have thought. Um, so, yeah, but those two would have been able to go and see the trophy parade and they're not like massive, massive Spurs fans. No, that's um, the same with Bob brother and dad like that, that, that would have felt weird for me because I'd have been like obviously I would have been absolutely buzzing I probably would have still been in Madrid because I probably wouldn't have got on the coach home um, that's something what I've always said um, and I don't think many people could have really been mad at me for that um, but yeah I, I don't know how I'd have felt like watching the, or looking at the parade on my phone I'd have been like I'm hit. I'm in Madrid, like, I, I, and I haven't been able to see the trophy at all. So obviously, I wasn't in the ground, um, and I wouldn't have been in London the next day. But obviously, it didn't get to that. Um, um, and instead, we had a, a long coach journey home, um, and that one did feel a little bit longer, didn't it? Definitely, definitely. I mean, on the way there, it felt long anyway. Uh, yeah. I don't know about you, but my coach was fairly quiet throughout oh, the journey. Um, and I didn't think it would be that way because Tottenham are in a Champions League final. Like, come on. Um, but yeah, didn't didn't think it would be as quiet. It was literally like no singing. I don't know if everybody was knackered because of the time that we had to actually get the coach um, and, and things like that. But yeah, like I say, it was a bit of one of those where you know, on the way there, I thought, well, at least when like everybody's up, somebody would have started a song or, or something. Um, unless they were just waiting for somebody to do it, I don't know. Um, oh, you should have started it. Yeah, perhaps maybe I should have. Yeah, um, but no, on the way back, it was certainly quiet. A few um, miserable and glum faces. Um, people that had been out on, on the session day as well would had come in, and I, I do remember one um, one mixed race guy because I was on the top. Um, top deck he sort of come up and and gave this incredible like this just gave this speech <laughs> it was just literally out of nowhere it was just like a few expletives in there as well but I think the gist of it was like we we made it well done everyone um, conducted yourselves really really well and, and next season <laughs> and next season we go again we yeah. go again kind of thing so it was just like do you know what it was one of those but 
you know, as as the speech was going on, you're thinking this guy could be like prime minister or president of the United States or something. Like I'm right behind him here, um, and and whatnot. But um, yeah, I do remember that, and yeah, I think that you know, stopping off every so often um, made the journey even even longer. But yeah, so we actually bumped into each other on the way back, didn't we? Um, from what I remember. I think we did it. I think we did at yeah. one particular service yeah. station, probably somewhere in France. Um, yeah. At a rough um, yeah. Because all I, I think on the way back, the biggest highlight was just trying all the different flavoured iced teas what I could find. Um, <laughs> that that was. Um, um, yeah. But when we when we got to Dunkirk, I think it was, um, we had a bit of a problem with our ferry, and it took a while to actually get on the. Um, ferry but then once we was on the ferry we knew he was on our way back and I think um, yeah I, I, I was quite glad to be back after all that though um, and then obviously get myself yet another Mackey's breakfast with you yeah uh, <laughs> um, yeah and then, and then, 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 then the, it was at the home stretch yeah train ride home and, and everything but yeah, I think hygiene unfortunately went out the uh, went out the window on throughout the trip because okay we did stop off um, quite regular, um, but the amount of the, the queuing it was just like you just going well you it would have just been like it was one of those things where you go just be my luck just as I get in to uh, to get myself a bit sort of cleansed up the driver will want to head off again or yeah. or something like that so yeah unfortunately hygiene wasn't top priority um coming back home and yeah first thing my mum said was uh was it all right yeah yeah, yeah. right jump in the bloody shower you to like to me and my dad and yeah things like that and then we had obviously a bit of a bit of a discussion about it about the the whole experience and, and things like that um and, and whatnot as well so yeah no it was um like I say I can't believe it's actually been a year um to to the day that it that it happened crazy. um messaged a few people a few Spurs fans that I know and have got to know over over the sort of coming years um I just said like happy Madrid day but people <laughs> probably think we're crazy because we're celebrating the fact that we all right we got to a final but we lost but I don't think Spurs fans are really celebrating that I think we're just celebrating the fact that as I mentioned earlier little old Tottenham uh made a Champions League made a Champions League final Exactly, I, I I agree. I actually had a message off um off someone who I met on the coach saying, "Oh, hi Joe, happy anniversary." Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Better luck story well. than Twilight, that. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing. We have, we haven't actually spoken since at all. Um, and then he just messaged me out of the blue, and that 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 gave me a bit of a smile, a bit of a boost. Um, but I tell you what, I do have a little funny story about. About the hygiene, um, and it was in the morning of the final because they gave us a little bit longer to get ready. And I took out like shower stuff just in case we actually came across and we had time to have one. And um, so I had like shampoo. And I thought, I, my, I, I can't stand my hair greasy. I know I can't talk much, but my hair's not greasy, but I don't have any hair at the minute. <laughs> um, my hair is not normally like this. Um, but I was like, I cannot have like one of the best days of my life with greasy hair i've got to sort something out so i went so we, there wasn't any, it was one of the service stations without a shower literally one of the only ones that we came across and i was like brilliant so i've got to wash my hair in this sink so i was trying to wash my hair in the sink and after i've washed it i thought wait i don't have a towel <laughs> i didn't have a towel and i've just washed oh, i've just washed no. my hair in this little in this little service station so i I grabbed like my old the old top what i was wearing and tried to use that as a towel but that was a football top so it didn't really dry it that well um, and then i went out into the shop obviously didn't speak a word of english yeah and i was like towel have you got a ta towel I'll, I'll buy a towel but i need to buy a towel they were like uh, i didn't understand they went and got me shower gel probably trying to take a in. Um, I was like, no, no, and then I found. Did you not do I any actions this. like to go to go with oh, the I fact did. that you wanted to? I did. A towel. I, was go I was going like this. I was, I was going like this. Towel, towel. Um, didn't have a clue. 
um, and the best thing what I could find was um, was a, was you know them um, fabric scarves. Yeah. <laughs> I found one of them and I bought one of them for ten euro. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh, that that was a good laugh, but but nah, yeah. After uh, the first thing I've done was have a nice bath. Um, and then I tried to sleep, but I couldn't because I think the adrenaline was still going through me. I think I was still processing, you know, going through what had happened. Um, but I had, to this day, I've got no regrets about going, even though I didn't have a ticket. Um, I don't have any regrets about going on my own, like a lot of people call me mad for doing. Um, but I would, and I would do it all over again. Um, oh. Listen, I've I've had this discussion previously about it about Madrid and, and things like that, and you know going you you know you make the joke like yeah sixty hour round like coach journey to to watch us in Madrid and everything else, and they're going you know people going yeah, you're mental you and I said do you know what I would do the whole experience I'd do it all again coach I'd do all of that again um, yeah. And and everything else, I'd do it all again. I'd do it all again tomorrow. I'd just find a way of, of doing it all again tomorrow, um, one hundred percent, and and whatnot. So yeah, I don't have any any regrets about the way it, you know the 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 journey was. Um, like I say, going by coach. Um, obviously, the only probably thing that would change is is the outcome of the day and and the result um, and things like that. So. But yeah, I think by and large, I, don't, I wouldn't change anything. You know, meeting up with like yourself, meeting um, meeting up with somebody else who uh, lives in Northampton, meeting up with a couple of people that I knew out there, meeting up with the guys that, that I sit with at, at Tottenham um, as as well. So you know, when I do go to games and and whatnot. So yeah, I'd, I'd do it all again, hundred percent, hundred percent, do it all yeah. again. And and I think as well. Um, I didn't drink like any alcohol at all during the during the trip during the even the day of even the day of the game because it was just one of those things that I wanted to remember like as much of the day as I possibly could and I knew that if I'd have had a couple it would have led to probably more and I perhaps wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have got the I guess as as many memories from the day as as I possibly did. Um, so yeah, that was a that was a big thing for me. And people would probably go, "Oh, sounds a bit boring, this guy." But no, actually, it was. I hope it was for the right reasons <laughs> and for the good uh, for good reasons. Um, I have drunk alcohol um, watching football since. So um, yeah, it was just that particular one. Like I say, I just wanted to soak it all in and remember as much of the day and the experiences as I could and and that was why I um decided not to not to yeah. indulge in an alcoholic beverage um yeah. I, I don't know who drank while they were out there you know well they, saying that the guys the guys that sit behind me we met them in a in a small bar and they they had a couple of tables that were just full of full of beers oh yeah I was I was there with you when uh I remember that um, and the, the funny thing was as well with they were on out like mine and my dad's row um, so they'd come past us and I mean I thought the security abroad was you know a bit tighter than what it is um, here and how they managed to get through I've got literally like no idea like at all because they were they were well on their way shall we say so yeah they were they had a good time those guys yeah well, each to their own, really. Um, well, yeah, I think I think we've uh, pretty much wrapped up everything from that day and the days around it. Um, obviously, the coaches were a day in themselves. Um, but yeah, um, as we as we both said, we've had no regrets about it and do it all again for our beloved Tottenham Hotspur. Um, well, guys, that is our first podcast on Only One Hotspur podcast. Um, thank you very much, Wes, for, for coming on. Um, not a problem, I'll, I'll not sit. a problem. And uh, I'm sure we'll be doing another one very soon. Um, hopefully, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, so this will be going out on Spotify, so make sure you give that a listen and give it a follow on there. 
um, and also on YouTube, give it a like, comment, maybe if you went out there, what your experiences were like, um, or your memories of the game, um, or maybe even things you wanted us to talk about in the future. Um, and make sure you subscribe as well, if I can get my words out. Um, well, uh, thank you very much, everyone.